long have we waited for the dawn of our comics coverage on Cantina Chronicles. In this first installment of our deep dive into the comics, we review three exciting tales in Sanastaros, Han Solo and Chewbacca, and the breathtaking event series, Hidden Empire. Let's go. Yes. You know you've been waiting for this one, and we too have awaited the dawn for long enough. <laughs> it's time to go in on Hidden Empire. And as a bonus, we're going to cover Sana Staros as well. Yeah. Um, and, both uh, five yeah. yeah. And uh, Han and Chewie too, right? Yeah. Han and Chewie. Yeah. Finish yeah. up Han yeah. and yeah. Chewie finally. It, I, yeah. Yeah. I'm a little sad we're so far behind, but it, it did just feel good to just like take a backstroke through a bunch of comics and the catch up on these yeah. um on these things uh, hopefully yeah. you're here with us and want to talk about these arcs um because there's amazing story arcs they're super fun a hidden empire i think was my favorite i i really loved that um but sana staros was amazing justina ireland like i, I like i, I was yeah. like i forgot she had written that and i was like oh yeah like i'm in i'm in for this story um and it yep. was fantastic uh, yeah i was laughing and- it's so good. And just the amount of, and we'll talk about it as it comes up, but just the amount of crossover and work they're doing in these comics to connect all of the different timelines together is kind of wild in terms of yeah. all the references. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They, they tie the High Republic into everything now. Oh, um, yep. yep. To, to their credit. Uh, really cool. But I can't yeah, believe like, they're just like so like. Locations, characters. It's amazing, oh, really. Like, it's a little mentally so many, so many crossovers. <laughs> like for a yeah. person that's like trying to keep track of all this and like suddenly you have to reconcile like a 200, 300 year gap. I'm like, oh, God, I've got to remember this. I'm like, I've got to remember, you know. Or, yeah. It's like, does Apex Grammy Sigma know like uh, oh. um, Deva Lompop? Like, how does she know? Was she introduced to her as a young child? Like, or, yeah. I think you know, there was it's a, interesting to there see There was that. a Deva Lompop like she popped up no pun intended in the uh <laughs> high republic in the high republic yeah. right i read the battle yeah, of Jedi. she's a long yeah i think so. she's a very long-lived species that's the other thing that complicates timelines in yeah. the star wars galaxy right. is that we're not dealing with normal like human lifespans like right. you have characters that can Kanata, live. yeah she's yeah in everything. five six hundred nine hundred years yep yeah. um yeah, I remember that. I mean, we'll talk about it, we'll get there, but they they reference star the Staroses as a as a family yeah. in the High Republic books yes. quite a bit. So yeah, yeah. No, the daughter yeah. had a major thing. I mean, I remember that was mm-hmm. her mom created like that death device or something, and mm-hmm. then she had to like bust her, and then like yeah, and then yeah, yeah. And, was that a test of courage? Was that the book we read? We reviewed, I think, on a previous pod podcast I, show. No, I think it was the second novel of Phase One. One I at think, the, yeah. the like battle at the amusement park uh, slash the world's fair galaxy's fair sort of thing. 
Oh, the Valo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. 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 Um, I yeah, think, Valo. Yeah, yeah I call. think that was the side plot that um, Elzar Man and um, yeah. his homeboy were chasing down. Yeah. Uh, that was really fun. I mean, just the tie-ins, just obviously uh, Avon Staros being a, a major character in the High Republic as well. That, yeah. She was first appeared in Test of Courage. That's what I was thinking of. Okay. But um, yeah, just so many tie-ins. I, I really, really loved all that connected material. Even the locations. I mean, like the locations we mm-hmm. go to in these comics are basically locations straight out of the High Republic. Yep. So that's cool. Yep. But, uh, and yeah. the other thing that I will like to our, to our listeners who are just like, might be like feeling overwhelmed like i don't have time (laughs) for all these connections they're not integral to the plot it actually reminds me maybe because i'm just reading stephen king right now but it reminds me of stephen king like stephen king likes to like like tie in his novels to one another like characters keep showing up but you don't need any of that information to appreciate it by itself and same with the comics like it is a standalone story entity is not a thinny adam tell me Comes out of a thinny, a thinny just, yeah. Are they yeah, all thinnies? Yeah. Like, what's? Is I mean, they, they're all creatures coming out of the thinny uh, sent by Ronald Flag. Prey on sorrow and yeah. pain and yeah. Stephen King. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's all connected. It's wonderful. But yeah, the mm-hmm. tapestry they're weaving in Star Wars is like something I've never seen before. Honestly, in terms of like all these higher public authors just jump in to writing novels and then they jump into the comics and they're sort of like bringing all their characters with them wherever yeah. they go. Never seen this before. It's so yeah. cool. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, um, did Claudia Gray create the Amaxine station or was it because obviously Charles Sewell wrote, wrote it into his book, but um, I, I think, I think Sewell created, I also might've been one of those things where they created, created it during the writer session, yeah, like during that yeah. writer's retreat, I'm guessing. But the other reason I know, and, and like not to self brag or on part of the podcast, Please but do. like we, we posted about the Maxine station on Instagram and Claudia Gray specifically, like not even liked it, but said, yeah, this is really, really important. Keep an eye out for this. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Right. And sure enough, it yeah. keeps popping up as like a, a really yeah. kind of sacred place. Um, yeah, it's one of my favorite locations. Um, oh, my God. It's a trap. I've got trapped on my. Okay. I'm <laughs> it's, a trap. it's, all, it's a trap. <laughs> it's, it's a trap. Oh, I, I make that reference all the time, but I never expect anyone to like really resonate with it. So thank you guys for doing that. I should have gave it its due. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's pretty great. What do you guys think? I had an order in mind uh, before we sign on here uh, for how to sort of run through these comics and give them their due. Um, can I share that with you? And you guys yeah, please do. go for it. I yeah. was thinking Sonostaros first because um, mm-hmm. it kind of stands alone. And then um, uh, Han and Chewie. And then mm-hmm. um, finish with uh, Hidden Empire. Does that sound fun to y'all? Sure. Yeah. If that's the yeah, order you I like, like that. going. Yeah. It's Anna. I was going to it's a I was gonna push right into the dawn, but no, I I love the idea of covering kind of the character focus pieces and then we can jump into like that giant sort of plot plot. Yeah. I feel like we'll have the most hinging s- moment. <laughs> right. We'll have a lot to say about Hidden Empire, I think, because it draws in so many characters. Um so that's what I was thinking. We could probably um, you know, chat about Sana and Han pretty quick. Um Yeah. yeah. Especially since Hans like really were just doing the back half of his uh, his arc there. But um, Rad, so Justina Ireland, um, the the first standalone wow. for uh, Son of Stars, and we meet her family. Um, her she goes to her grandmother's compound after another breakup with um, Afra. Um, we meet her pregnant cousin and uh, her aunt. Uh, and that was all pretty cool. Love the family dynamic of the Staroses. So- 
And it seems like they yep. kind of the follow... Hosnian system. We get to go to Hosnian Prime. That's where yes. they're located. Yeah. The Staros yep. Yep. Enclave. Yeah. Ancestral home, they say. So now that we've been introduced to more and more members, it, it seems that the family stretches way back. And it's funny that Sana or uh, I guess Sun Sun Sisi or whatever it's her, yeah. they call it. They have Sinisi. nicknames for each other. They're just yeah. Sinsi, I think, is the nickname, or Sinisi is the nickname, and then the cousin's name is Risi, and that's that's the kind of that the, their childhood nicknames that you learn in this. But you, you meet so many new characters, and it seems like this home might stretch back to Avon Staros. Like this, it's, if they call it the ancestral home, I wonder, you know, how many Staros have, have lived there. And, move through that location so very cool but it burns down quite quick <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yep it's yep. like yeah. it's like hi bye i think just gets torched by the empire but um no it, it's it, cool to learn that sana has a twin brother yeah uh, that yep. was pretty yeah. wild uh in fell uh staros yeah. who joined the empire um and uh that's kind of there's a great sort of reveal at the end of the issue as to why he joined the empire and sort of we can we can get into that after our spoiler bumper but um i feel like i just loved like this this comic and i feel like i laughed throughout reading this series like i think justine ireland is if i had to rate all the comics side by side i think this was my favorite comic just because i was i was laughing outright throughout this comic like the jokes um the family dynamic yeah, uh, Marl Jibs just coming out and out of the shadows and just getting smoked every time, and then yeah. <laughs> like the 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 zoo we go to, like there's so much cool stuff in this this series in particular. Yeah, I loved all yeah. that stuff too. Um, yeah, the time with zoo, uh, Kenda, I think was the um, Weequay, um, yeah. that makes a couple. Oh, Jan, Jan, thank Jan. you, Jan. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jan. Gotcha. Um, and uh, yeah, he makes a couple appearances. He's a fun character too. I always love animal centric things and. We learn more about Rancors, um, which is always fun. Yeah, I should say we have some Sancho Low next to me, not to be confused with uh, <laughs> uh, Juvenile Rancor Urine, which is featured heavily <laughs> in this uh, in the third or fourth issue, I think, of this series. So yes. that was pretty. Yeah, that was and some interesting territory to stop. That, in. that was in the 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 uh, the drawing art of someone pouring Rancor urine on themselves was uh yeah that was, new. was drawn was quite well i was just like yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I, yeah i could barely even look <laughs> yeah. at it i was like Ugh. i know yeah um but good times that they can we talk about the animals at this bubble at the at the yes wild Molina's animal adventure can we talk about this stuff yes mm -hmm. <laughs> there are bubble sharks yes they're bubble sharks um, ice skaters <laughs> harag scythes yes mastiffs clocko fish and then earlier yeah. in the series, we um, Jan, as we talked about, brings her to meet these creatures that are called um, poaxters. They're yeah. basically like pink, kind of like large guinea pigs, and they basically have pink milk. They they kind of produce pink milk, and so pink milk's been invented in this series. I think we have more creatures per comic series than any other series I've ever read before. There yeah, are yeah. so, many, so many. Why you should yeah. read the comics really is because there's so much new lore and material in the harag sites. Probably the coolest creature I've seen. Yeah. In a long time. They look awesome. Like it looks like the dragon from Willow or something. Like King Gojira, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um yeah, really fun. Yeah, good for Justina for just like going hard at like she's like, no, I want all the creatures. And um I, there was one panel there where I I forget it was maybe it was just a like non-named characters with these little birds on the ground and they look like wild condors to me. Um, mm. like the, like the creature that follows, uh, mm. around. I don't know if that was intentional or not, or they're just cute looking birds, but, um, they were cute and they cool. look like condors. Yeah. 
Nice. Good call. Yeah, I just similarly like I it's this is the series I probably have the least amount of notes on um, just because it was just I really got kept kept getting sucked into it yeah. and not really like thinking about like analyzing it. And I think part of it is, as we talked about, like, just love the family, love the family dynamics, love the the strong, like matriarchal mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Right. And all of the different generations, I thought it was so well, well written. And I like that having fell in there as well, is it doesn't make this an easy, like, um, there's a clear villain, right? There is a clear villain in this story for sure. But having a part of the family be on the side of the of the of the empire is important. I think it makes it feel more true. Yeah. And so just yeah. to like fill it in, I mean, essentially he felt a little alienated in his family and no one was there for him. He was the the troubled, one of the troubled kids. It sounds like they were all troubled in that family. They're all bounty hunters and assassins and whatever. Even, yeah. even Grammy, uh, Starfall Staros was a, like a sniper for Enfys Nest. Did you <laughs> yes. catch that? Yes. Like, let's yeah. Go. That's yeah. the one I've been, I've been trying to like, yeah. See if, um, we see that character in yeah. solo or not, but I, yeah. Yeah, pretty great. But, you know, so Phil, I think he's like an explosives expert. Like, yes, uh, uh, Arisha's mom. Uh, Very cool. Yes. Uh, But a lot of Sabine Wren vibes there where it's just like, can we just use explosives? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love this ensemble. This is like my favorite ensemble out of all the series I've read. Yeah. Loved this ensemble. Yeah. Um, Really fun. Um, And yeah, so (laughs) Phil stole these records um, from uh avon staros right from the high republic that's the MacGuffin mm-hmm. here and um they're signed kind of went undercover to get this and also and i'm gonna forget her name i think you said it's reesey is the nickname but... arishi or reesey is that her nickname when they were kids but arishi i think it's arishi, yeah right so yeah. she is pregnant with uh twins of her own Arisha. right mm-hmm. uh by a um not the best um you know imperial yeah. officer in the in the group yeah. really doesn't really seem like a real yeah. catch um personality wise so no or like i don't know how to say this i'll say this is a person with some extra pounds on him yeah. a lot of extra pounds like they didn't draw him attractive so you no. can't even go that side of yeah. it too right like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, i, I kind of really standing in the corner i really appreciate that uh, Carassus yeah. ello i think captain yeah. Carassus ello is the guy's name but yeah she uh, arishi Oh, like all in love thinks she can it's strange as to why she even marries this guy or gets with this guy in the first place but um uh it, it's clear that he's the villain like it's clear that yeah. this was a mistake yeah. and yeah. yes she's gonna have they, yes she's pregnant and yes she's gonna have these twins and but what's what's great about this comic is it just shows this toxicity of him just trying to like keep her aboard his his flagship and then oh, like yeah. And he's just the grossest dude. Like it's just it's so it's gross. a really fun issue. And then Fel yeah. is like it, it's like this is these are the people who Fel felt you know uh, joined. Like this is this is telling of who Fel is as well. So it's like it just the issue does All such right. a good job of so, sort of like showing the the kind of moral decay yeah. that you go through if you join the Empire. Yeah, yeah. Can we can we can we talk Fel? Yeah. Yes. Please. Yeah. All right, so there's a there's a specific um, they show in a series of flashbacks Fell's turn to the Empire. Yes, um, and it's in epi- it's an issue four. Yeah, they hold back yeah. on it until the end of like the series, basically. Yeah, and when they're showing him in the Imperial prison, there is something on his forehead. Did you catch no, that? No, what's on his forehead? I did, I did not catch that. 
He has a disc-shaped object on his forehead. Um, in, in issue four, I'll have to find exact panel of it, but, um, I will say that I think what's happening here is not that he wasn't already falling down the path of the empire. I think we're setting up what was used for first order brainwashing techniques. Oh, I think there's some of it going on that he's brainwashed. Nice. Um, I don't not, not to say that he's not like willingly joining the empire and starting to fall down that. But I think there's some conditioning going yeah. on there, um, which is really interesting. And in the end in of so. So I'm trying to, like, uh, find the panel. That's, that that's fascinating. It, but, I'm sure. Yeah. I always thought there was some sort of reprogramming that happens or, or you know, yeah, they like enter something the academy, like that. I, yeah. yeah, we know they have the technology, yeah, right, because they're doing it to inquisitors. So um, they could if yeah. they wanted to um, employ that on prisoners because, yeah, he was captured and he was like in Imperial prison. And then suddenly he's yeah. an officer. I mean, they're so. already like the ministry of information is already like pumping so much propaganda, you know, in these people's yeah. ears. And then the this coalition yeah. for progress or whatever made up mandates that the yeah. emperor sort of creates to trap people yeah. in his, you know, um, brainwashing campaigns. It, it's, yeah. it's fascinating. I'm sure everyone who's joined an Imperial Academy is brainwashed in some yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So again, not like at the end of the escape pod, he's like losing his mind. So yeah. there's definitely some sort of that's there's something the going other on. thing, right? Yeah. Like something is going on yeah. in there. And it's again, I, not to give him like a free pass because I don't think that's what Justine Ireland suggesting with this. But just just he's a vulnerable person, right? Emotionally vulnerable during this whole thing goes down that that you know down that line and ends up kind of getting pushed a little further. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I like the family dynamic and the kind of role he plays in there. I just like how it's kind of inverted where this is like clearly a matriarchy. It's like the Staros name is like seems to be passed down from woman to woman. Um, there's some yeah. fathers around, you know, and they're revered. Anarshada still? The dads, I think? Yeah, the Fell dads. Sanas? Yeah. 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 Like, they're spoken to reverently. I think, you know, I think um, Starfall says... You know, you you know, your dad's raised you better than that. And, and actually, I think she was speaking to yeah. Fel. Well, Sana even was, says I should have just gone to my dad's because yeah. they would have, yep. like, brought Fel to order, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just and think it's it's, nice. it's it's a yeah. I mean, it's 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 patriarchal, right? It's, matriarchal, I mean, sorry, matriarchal. Yeah. It's very yeah. matriarchal. And you look at like, so I have the family tree, the, the Sano Staros or the oh, Staros nice. family tree. I pulled look it up on on Wikipedia because I was just trying to get names down. It's like you go all the way up to like Avon, right? And Avon's mother's named. It's it's Gira, right? If you remember Gira Staros, okay. and then it and then father is just Avon Staros's father. Yeah. That's the only yeah. name. You right? You go to Sano Staros, Sano Staros's father. Yeah. Right. Like that's all that's mentioned there. Same thing when you get to like everyone else. Like they're the only patriarch that's named in the lineage. Is is uh, the the one we met the the uh, imperial that we met in this story, right? Um, uh, Arisha's. Um, oh, really? I wouldn't even count. A uh, husband, or or yeah, or like father. That's the only male oh, right, name right. this entire that that actually is like not part of the line. Well, ex-husband, right? not born right. of, a, yeah, of a woman. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, I don't know what the I don't know what the annulment laws are in the galaxy, but yeah, right on. Yeah, um, who's to say he's gonna be a captain after this? He's lost his ship. I I don't. So this was what yeah. I was going to say was the reason why she married him was uh, his ship. Um, 
I think that was it. Because this is this is a Raider class Corvette. It is elite. Uh, the only other <laughs> use of this ship ever that we've seen is um, the Corvus, uh, driven by Inferno Squadron. That's their personal. Oh get right, right. Buggy. yeah. yeah. Um, this is the same. Yeah, same make of uh, Starship. This is this is nice. This is luxury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're if we're starting ship watch now, like I have. There's, I have so many notes. Like, I like the Vector Bundle, honestly. <laughs> the Vector Brand Bundle! Ship. I was like, I was super into that name. I just love that ship. Yeah, I think that the 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 Raider class star story you're talking about is, uh, what are they called? The King's Ransom? King's is that Ransom, the name? yeah. Yeah, they get, yeah, sweet name. So I was yeah. like, so do they even it's have because the, It's like... because the data cube was on there that Arisha wanted to get close, yeah. to, like, close to it. Yeah, and really, steal it but back. Like, yeah. I mean, she is pretty earnest with Sana where she's like, you know, uh, like, I don't know what, why I fell for him, but I thought I could fix him. I didn't think he was as broken a person as we find out he is. And it's sort of, yeah, yeah. it's, I thought there was, there were, I thought that was truth in some way, but pretty relatable. I like the theory theory too. It's (laughs) a massive long game, but (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's, he's still the father, right? I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things where it just says like it ends. It's just like the end. So for everyone listening, like this is the end of the series. Right. Yeah. And then what's mm-hmm. like so many loose ends. And I I don't know who decides what over at, you know, the Marvel side or the uh, uh, Star Wars side of Marvel. But p- can we please just get another, you know, five issues? Yeah. Oh, we definitely need another five issues because yeah. we just got introduced to like the Genetian Collective, which is yes. Devil Lompop's whole like crew with right? uh, Lenitra, yeah. who's like my new favorite character, just out of design, the sake of design yeah. and the cool tattoos. And like, she's just such a cool character. Yes. Yeah. And a new uh, love interest I, for Sana. There was like, yeah, and, I mean, that yeah. was the most powerful. Yeah. just left in the dust. Yes. Final two panels are just rough rough yep. dude yeah. Rough. yeah 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 it's like almost like afra can tell like afra's just like yeah, crying yeah, like thinking yeah it's oh it's like the yeah so, i bet there's i want to talk about too right? like you put those issues adam right where it's like that's a moment when she collapses under the tree that's actually from her her run the afra series right yeah so. yeah they're all from afra like they're all like actually happened but the thing i want to say too is i love how much and and we'll talk about this when we see another character where uh pop up in in the solo series but i i really do love how afra's behaviors and actions like ripple through the entire galaxy yeah <laughs> and just like by like her having a a the the bar scene where she uses a staros name yes. that gets yeah. it it's from the comics like you see that happen yes. in another comic and i and i and i read these a far enough apart that i forgot and i'm like oh that's right because it's such as like a throwaway thing in the afro comic with just her being like thumbing her nose at son of staros and then like i just love that in another another in another comic you're like oh no that 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 has consequences. yeah disaster such an afro yeah, thing yeah exactly yeah afro is such a mess i love her <laughs> yeah i like that she's just arguing constantly i think that's my favorite part of mm-hmm. afro because she even the flashback of them at barleth university talking about like like Sana basically defending Afra while she's arguing with someone in the lecture. Like I yeah. know that's the best when there's real dissent yeah. in a classroom, uh, in you know a class, and you're basically having it out. And then like someone yeah. supports your view and is like, "This view is correct, and this person's clearly wrong." It's like it's so much fun to have like a real debate. And yeah. I love that Sana and Afra are sort of like academics yeah. and intellectuals, yeah. where it's like I, I, I imagine I, they'll be back together. I, I you know, I, as much as yeah. I think they'll both, you know you know experience the, the the galaxy in all its fullest i feel like they'll definitely end up together again yeah. it's just that's my 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 hunch i i think so i think i think that's such a great that's such a great like will they won't they should they shouldn't they 
storytelling mm-hmm. that like it, it's good they're gonna keep bumping into each other literally and figuratively mm-hmm. uh and then i was gonna say with um when we introduce it's the other thing i like about the son of stars character is like to have a character that is just introduced as like a surprise surprise han has an ex-wife remember that's how we're introduced to right. Staros, <laughs> yeah is that she's uh, han's ex or ex-wife um it's just such a funny little moment and to have this character still like continuing to have such a rich yeah. life of her own it's so wonderful yeah yeah super fun. Uh, yeah i just i really love just how it's all woven in there and i feel like i just don't know, understand why maybe the live action can't follow suit with this sort of writing i love this sort of like normalization of sort of queer characters like i just think that this is justin island does a better job than i think most other star wars stories and sort of just incorporating it into the flow of the story I, and and yeah it makes it just feel so vivid and organic and then like it's you just you know there's certain moments in like rise of skywalker and just you know we all know these times that disney and then oh, the tried to the, do this in the live chase action two second kiss that's just like hey look yeah. we're doing it we're <laughs> yeah, doing the like work cutaway right. kiss. like what so, is going on like we're at the bar we're having a bar talk right so let's go there for a second i love it i love how much yes. they're doing in the comics and, and and the books for representation yes. in a good way that feels like a fuller and more realistic galaxy yeah and it's just like we're just i'm and i'm like you know what i, I like i want to applaud them because they're doing it but they're doing it to a very small proportion mm-hmm. of the audience that are doing this and i'm like just grow a set of whatever <laughs> right <laughs> exactly yeah and do it and you know what I mean? like just do it a tv show like come on like you have so many shows like one of these characters can't be queer and that be part of their personality that is like not a big thing but like i don't know anyway we don't have to go we don't have to just the more i read it so and the more i see the work they're doing in the books and the comics it mm-hmm. really makes me annoyed that they're just so scared to do it anywhere else yeah i wonder if it's like an age bracket thing where they're like so afraid to get out of the four quadrants in like the feature films. I think so. Know? But they have yeah. no fear about yeah. it in the comics or the but that, books. But that's, well, that's why I say normalization. No, because they're I, not. I just don't understand why that's yeah. even that to me, that's like yeah. uh, antiquated political theory. Yeah, Anyways. absolutely. You also have you also have the China problem. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, like you, yeah. Especially with movies. Like you can't. You're just not. Whatever. Yeah. They're not going to. They're just not going to show it if there's if you can't edit it out easily, which is that well, well, Rise of Skywalker. I guarantee yeah. if you watch that. They edit out that two second chase kiss. Yeah. But if Star Wars is such an innovate innovator on sort of technology and what's possible with motion picture language and then what's possible with sort of like your imagination on screen, I don't understand why it can't push forward, you know, uh, pro- progressive initiatives that are important. And I think support, you know, uh, so many people than the audiences that you are shoveling, yeah. you know, your stuff into. And it's just like, I, I just, I don't get it, honestly. It doesn't right. make sense. But we'll Justin Arlen, we'll we'll definitely there. showing us the light yeah, here and we, showing us how yeah. you can do it yep. in a way that it's just so beautiful. And you actually like, you like those characters so much more than everyone else. And the relationship feels so real. And you're just like, like, this is, and it's so, it's just done so well. And I'm like, why isn't this, why isn't there a Son of Star Wars Disney Plus series doing uh, this? Honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and the other thing I'll say is it's just just to be to be fair, it's not a star. We haven't said this, but it's it's to our listeners who are probably acknowledged. It's us. It's not even just a Star Wars problem. It's just it's just a, it's just an issue with every major. Yeah, yeah. Like you get it in Marvel, you get it in DC, you get it in Fast and Furious, though. That's gotten a little more like anything that you get out there. that's a major blockbuster series. Yeah. They're not. Touching well, I mean, it. like if you're already rail. making like Ahsoka, 
Like that is weird. And people just don't know what's going on in that show. Like I, I'm, I'm guessing general audiences who have not seen rebels just are like, well, what is going on? What is happening? Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I just don't understand why you couldn't do a son of Staros sort of like show. The show oh, just, yeah. just sort of moves into this queer territory that I think is just wonderful. And is, is, provided such an incredible series in Sonostaros. And then, you know, I think we can do something with Afra too. I I don't understand why Afra and Sonostaros are not on Disney plus already as sort of premium prestige series, like Andor or something that like Ahsoka even where it's like, you're, you're making big bets. Like, I don't understand why this isn't one of them is kind of my, I feel like they're really like constrained by, um, by joseph campbell and the hero of a thousand faces and they just it just seems like everything live action needs to be strict adherence to the yeah to the hero's yeah. journey and it needs to be this epic classic you know it just like afra is an amazing character and it she's a serial and it's just like it could just go and go and go and it like doesn't need this it's she just, doesn't need no. retribution but like i don't think they're brave enough yet to be able to be like this is a anti-hero but you really shouldn't be rooting right. for, but here she is. And she's yeah. going to fumble through it. Like I just, you know, Boba Fett was their chance to but do that. And they just did it. I so, know. And they didn't know. I mean, if they're not going to do it with Boba Fett, they're not going to do it with anyone. And the thing about it is like with the Afro thing is just like, it's also weird because it Star Wars comes from Lucasfilm. Mm. There's a template there yeah. that they've developed literally called Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like if you watch the first couple of Indiana Jones, like he is someone you root for him, but he's not like the best guy in the world. Right. right. Like when you watch those movies and, and he is a hero, but he's very focused on it's it's serialized. Right. And like, that's the thing. There's no growth in Indiana Jones. My favorite is he's Bond. He just resets, yeah. sees things in the next movie. doesn't believe in anything. Right. Every single time. It's great. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I but, mean, that but might don't work. Afra has that like extra layer to it, though. It, it has almost like, oh, yeah. It feels like looking or insecure on HBO a little bit. There's relationship drama that's, yeah. Well, it's 100%. wonderful. Yep. It's almost like Indiana Jones Plus to me. You know what oh, I mean? Absolutely. It's, that, that's what I think it's missing. A sort of, it has a whole other layer to it that Indiana Jones is sort of just sort of uh, classic, you know, uh, good old fashioned adventure, you know, whereas Afro's good old fashioned adventure plus real deep relationship analysis, um, ethical issues, ethical issues, uh, (laughs) academia, like it has so much fun stuff built into it. Well, I guess Indiana Jones has that too. And there's that you have to do. No, I think you're, I think, no, I think you're right though. Yeah. It's deeper than that. And I think the other thing though, is like what I, what I want from her, if it was a series is that like, she is someone who, She's her. She's she's the she's the antagonist and the protagonist. Yeah, <laughs> like she's her own antagonist, right? She constantly gets in her own way, yeah. right? Like that is what I like about Afra's character. Is she is always making things harder for herself, right? Constantly. She doesn't really need antagonists because the mm. galaxy is so dangerous. It's her getting like she could easily just make a like couple good choices and not be running for her life all the time, but she always makes her own right. choice. Yeah, I, I wonder if the only reason that they don't do it is because of um, Indiana Jones. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's Indiana Jones evolved is what Dr. Avra is. It's like an, you know, like version. But um, I just wonder if it's just a little bit too, too similar. I don't know. I think they've run out of MacGuffins at this point because after reading you oh, know, all yeah. these comics, yeah. I'm like, these are MacGuffin heavy. Like it is I know. like there's a yeah. lot as much as I am praising yeah, the big character galaxy. work and praising the, the queer, yeah. you know, uh, representation. Like there is a lot of MacGuffins in the storytelling. That That's I'm what like, I like about do, it. 
okay. yeah, I know yeah. there's good ones, but I'm just I'm yeah. worried about an after series because yeah. what's left? <laughs> right. Well, you know what's <laughs> left is the end of her hero's journey. It's like you know they yeah. would have to explain who the character is and it's like you know afra's last quest well, that's the you run um, like to me but, that's but I mean, that happened and it was executed yeah. magnificent yeah. in this last yeah year. but but if you're doing like if you're doing six episode seasons you just need a mcguffin per season right like you don't need a mcguffin per episode and that's what we're getting in these comics <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it's like this person's kidnapped this item we need this item like yeah 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 i will say I know we're not we're not talking about Afro. We'll eventually get caught up. But boy, am I so glad the Spark Eternal is done. Because yeah, I was like, it, that... what about the Sword of Null, Adam? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I love yeah. like like all I the relevance. I don't need Null in my Marvel anything, by the way. Yeah. I'm good yeah. with Null. No. Yeah. I yeah I don't know. Like, are we good? Do you want to talk about Venom? Like, do you want to talk about character? A whole <laughs> anyway. No, we're not going to talk about it. We're not talking. About it. I don't want. I don't want to talk fact, about. It. Just stop it, Marvel. Yeah. Stop Let's it. Let's pivot over to uh, Han and Chewie. Yeah. Um, okay. And just to get through it. The, so perfect transition because this is serialized storytelling yeah, right. that is just heist after heist after heist. And I literally just said, why is this not an ongoing comic series? I want this comic series. I just want the Han and Solo yeah. series, like just heist after heist after heist and them getting in their own way and then getting themselves out of it. Like I, I loved it. I really, really enjoy this comic. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. It's endlessly fun. Right. So we just did the last uh, five episodes. It was this was a ten episode or issue series, right? And we're uh, we covered the beginning of it like a year ago. Um, and um, <laughs> but here's the back end, and it's finally and it was done like I think last fall. But here we are. Um, they uh, we're getting we're getting got up. up. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, so it's you know it's him. I think at this point, you know, like Hansel's dead, every, presumed dead, but he was just abandoned, and then. You know, he's chasing after whatever's in this urn and they don't know what it is. It's I, and, yeah, and this might even carry Jabba. Yeah, it's like it's something for Jabba. It's a bounty for Jabba. Mm-hmm. And like, is this the thing that like puts? No, this isn't what put him, puts him on the outs. Um, no, but the yeah. thing is a pretty big yeah. thing in in uh, the Dark Droid series that's going oh, on. Right I haven't now, read that yet. Is which that where is. He is? really funny what's his name because you're like it's a it's the the neural core of ajax Ajax sigma right yeah yeah ajax sigma is a very important character in uh in in the dark droid dark droid series yeah yeah Yeah. so it's just fascinating to watch this because i remember when i read this first time like all right here's a mcguffin whatever it's never gonna pay off and then oh boy it pays off like so yeah the payoffs are good when they do introduce something it's usually yeah um yeah but I mean, um, as far as this goes, yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, they break into Moff Tarkin's like office, right? Yeah, mm. that's pretty. Yeah, mm. yeah. They pull a heist. Back. There, there's a jailbreak episode. Like this is yeah. what I want. Like this is old. This is it. Like there's a jailbreak, a uh, couple of series. There's a heist in the Moff Tarkin's. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. like a, a species that like nurses Han back to health, and he doesn't speak their language. He's like the least culturally sensitive character in Star Wars. Also, like. This guy was like ready to kick the Ewoks off their own platforms, you know, even after they like saved <laughs> yep. everyone's lives and then like won the battle. But like, you know, he's they were trying to burn him alive. So I just <laughs> fair, fair. It, to be fair, fair. Was, documented yeah. candles yeah, like like, like yeah. 12 hours ago. And then um, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you know, and then he like steals a guy's ship and like, you know, with it with the driver still in it. But then like graciously like sends him back on his way, like at the end. Very Han Solo maneuver. Uh, yeah. yeah. 
it was a bummer. So it's so funny. I noticed like when you're reading this, the cover art is is uh, Harrison Ford, uh, Han Solo, yeah. for the most part. <laughs> and the inside is very much more um, uh, Iden, uh, Aaron. Yeah. Iron, uh, yeah. Han Solo with like twinges of like of of Harrison Ford. It just made me really bummed because I'm like, oh, we're just never and we're probably going to Lando, but we're just never getting Solo too because this is what they're yeah. doing. You know, like this, because I read this and I'm like, you know, if this if this is what they gave me for Solo 2, which is just like you meet Jabba, he meets Jabba, he goes on a heist for yeah. Jabba, he gets teamed up with Greedo, like all this other stuff happens. Like I would have been so happy as this was just Solo 2 yeah. of just like a heist story, right? With a little bit of character development. Uh, speaking of, yeah, sorry. Speaking of Greedo, I love I love how much of a tool Greedo is in the ah. series and how bad he is and how he keeps getting it handed to him. Like just keeps getting his backside I handed know, to he him. He thinks he's so tough. And then it's just like, he, like no one yeah. likes Greedo, which is poor. I can't even yeah. say poor Greedo because he is annoying and they're all ruthless. He is so very annoying. Like, you know, hair's breath yeah. away from the difference between scoundrel and lovable scoundrel. Yep. Uh, two other things that are kind of callbacks. One is we get Panda Baba and Dr. Erisan oh, that's right. in jail. Yep. They get one that's of their right. death sentences uh, and uh, they get narrowly their life's narrowly saved uh, yeah. in this. And I'm like, it's so like part of me is just like I remember when they showed up in 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 uh, Rogue yep. One. Um, I, 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 I had to sure. be honest, yeah, that was a that, whatever, yeah. that. Yeah, that can't be. It was a, a bit of an eye rolling moment for me in the theater. Please. <laughs> it's just fun. Yeah, I. I it, now I'm come back around, but now I think I've come back around. I was like, can we just put them in everything and and our heroes keep accidentally oh. saving their lives? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is kind of fun. I I think the yeah. Rogue One is just such a masterpiece in that it exactly mirrors. Like, I bet you could like time stamp it and like fold the two movies inside in half, and like you run uh-huh. into Bamba and Doctor Evazan at the exact same moment if in um, A New Hope. Yeah. Um, conversely like i think that's why they were there it's like yeah it's just like the opposite reflection of um of a new hope but um yeah yeah the bizarre world thing and i think that's why they were there but uh yeah i don't know yeah like i don't i don't mind a gratuitous reference like a gratuitous i don't mind it with a i'm coming around to it if it's like a minor character right it's almost better than a major character i get so much Um, joy out of that like give me low someplace weird i also I know we need more Lobot. Um, I'm I'm scared for Lobot, uh, but we'll we'll talk when we get to dark, dark droids. Um, <laughs> no. So uh, when 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 we're talking about Doctor Amazon, um, like Maz has this whole thing of just like please try not to kill anyone, like freeing these people, yeah. knowing they're like murderers, and like let us not forget that Doctor Amazon is known for like creating the decreate the was it the decraniated servants uh, he just like yeah he yeah. cuts the top of your head off and like where the brain goes uh makes your head yep. flat and then turns you into a flat. robot yep. like a droid is this before robot, or yeah. after he goes to the bar oh i uh, <laughs> no it's during like like he's, I, yeah. i'm used to it at this point i'm desensitized to it but that when i saw that for the first time i was terrified i mean he is the hannibal lecter of you know, yeah, of, he's a scary, dude. Star Wars, yeah, true. He's terrifying. I feel like yeah. they should for me, it'll always be that Fison Gore guy from the um, uh, Daniel Jose Elder book, uh, Last Shot. Remember that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Guy similar. Was like the Hannibal Lecter, yeah. he was just 
Yeah, is uh, he, what was he? He was he a he was a Udapawan. Yeah, he was a Powan. He's a Powan, or he's a Powan. And uh, yeah, and he would he would um, he was trying to turn beings into droids. So similar idea, yes. right? But he would right. Mm. He he would like he yeah. slowly mechanize people and turn them into. Yeah, he was a cyborg, cyborg. type. Yeah. It, was, it was very cyborg. Right. We we might Science. need to when when Dark Droids ends up finishes up we might need to like jump ahead of the uh, of the of the uh, of the uh, Disney or the 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 queue of the of the Marvel Unlimited yeah. uh, and read those because uh, there's so much I just okay, want to say right now. Okay. Do that. Was, here we are. We're staying on course. What do you got to <laughs> say about uh, uh, Han Solo? Uh, the the other thing is that uh, what do you think? We got the origins of the training ball in this book. But I mean, it was like a what used as a weapon, catch that? right? It was like weaponized. Yeah. And, training and we see him like, yeah, the training remote. Yeah. It's used as a weapon. And then he's just like, he has it. And then he just like puts it away. Oh, in the Falcon. It's the training remote. So like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's the training, the training remote, remote that like, you know, yeah, that was, you know, famous from episode four like, and Python, like 10,000. But no, but in terms of like the one that Luke uses yeah. that like, oh, we want just like, oh, look, we'll just use this training remote. Yeah. And then like, like why would know, he have a lightsaber training remote on in the Millennium Falcon? Right. It's, so it's just, true. And I'm like, it's that's I, I saw oh, like, yeah, yeah. ah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that's actually great. You know, that that flew over my head i'm like why does this person have a training remote like as a weapon and like, yeah that's oh, like, me too. Oh, no. I'm just, why is this a story yeah. yeah adam's like to explain i have it. to say these comics are so <laughs> wild that like i don't even really try to like connect the threads like i'm just sort of like along for the ride and i just go for it and half the yep. action i don't really even understand what happened like i'm like oh were they crushed by something or like i don't you know, because the Knights of Ren are a lot of example of this, by the way, of like, yeah. yeah, are you trying to really follow this and connect the dots? Because if you do with the Knights of Ren, you're just like, dude, these guys are like, <sighs> these guys are like the punks who hang out under the bleachers. Yeah. Like, this They're is the DJs. <laughs> dude, if you watch Letterkenny, they are like, they are the DJs. <laughs> um, yeah, just the worst. Yeah, they're just the worst. It's like, <laughs> they're just the worst. Who, yeah. who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, they're just like, I thought they were so cool in the force. They're like candy the flipping in the parking lot stuff. and dancing to like, you know, Euro techno, <laughs> like craft work, just to be like edgy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You're nailing it so hard right now. Oh Stop it. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. Uh yeah. Um any hoozle. Um I don't know. They I didn't have much to say about Han and Chewie. It's just like it's another great Han and Chewie adventure. Um I read this a while ago. Yeah. Is this the is this Guggenheim writing this one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry, who is it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You blanked out a second. Mark oh, Guggenheim. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. They're written. No, I, I reread it quickly for this and I just I forgot how much it was just it, it just was like a nice fun yeah. heist easy go and like they tried to do this whole thing and we were it was resolved in the first five issues of like han's quote-unquote yes. father which is the, one of the most annoying reveals mostly because the internet like when that first said is just like they reveal who han solo's father it's is in the comics that's so yeah. dumb and i'm like guys it's not his father and then like five issues later it's like yep not his dad, not his dad. same thing Don't with worry. son of star us right the the yeah i mean that's probably why didn't his dad build the yt like 1000 yeah his dad worked in the shipyards yeah. um i think that's what yeah, he talks he about right ships, so yeah. he built he built those he built yeah those. he might have might have had his hand on the millennium falcon uh, oh that issue of a comic would blow my mind yeah i mean the millennium falcon uh, is yeah, Han solo's yeah. excalibur yeah. right yeah yeah there's one of the last old eu books was just called millennium falcon and it was uh it followed the millennium falcon through like five or six different sh- short stories I remember that throughout its existence. yeah i read that <laughs> yeah. It, it, 
it was super fun. Like it was just a super fun whatever. But like I just loved it. Like what it had old names, yeah. and it was just like and just like kind of this like kind of like similar to what we talk about like Han. Like just this ship has the will of the force mm-hmm. behind it in an interesting right. Like yeah. just touched by the force. That's just yeah. really interesting. No, yeah, it's very cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I would just love to see a certain point of view turned into a comic series, like Ooh, adapt all yeah. those stories because they're so pertinent to like what we love, yeah. basically, yeah. and and actually like take place. But- you know, in the minutes and moments around moments that we love. In the yeah. yeah. Have you started reading Return of the Jedi? Uh, either of you? Guys? Yes. I am have... freaking out. Like, okay. it's so cool. I'm like yeah. 20% of the way through That's it, but I, I, I did the, uh, yeah, we're going to, where I think the plan is to cover next that week, next week, everyone. right? We're going to do that. Uh, I've been doing the audiobook, which I forgot how much I love the audiobook from, from a certain point of view because they get different oh. people for every single. Oh, nice. uh, short story. So you get different voices and some are better than others, but it's always fun to, cool. to get a different. So I'm kind of going back and forth, but All yeah, right. we'll, we'll cover next that week, next everyone. week. But it's yeah, so go much get fun. that book, and if yeah. uh, you have it already, or whatever, we'll we'll talk about it next week, and probably just do a bunch of greatest hits because yeah. it's forty stories. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's like it's a it's it's me. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's a. I'm trying yeah, to pull out a, like a, little, a couple excerpts from every like thing just to like have something to at least like a sentence to say about everything, but. Anyways, I, I digress. It's going to yeah, be, I, I think we're going to have yeah. to do very much like, what was your favorite? What did you yeah. know that stuff? Cause it'd be like cover every single one, but there's, there's good so far. Like I have, Rebo. well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about a <laughs> lot, of, lot of Max Rebo. Some might say too much Max Rebo. Some might say trying to write out a, uh, a slapstick yeah. visual comedy is not necessarily the way to, pre- to present that medium. Anyway, here's a preview yeah, next yeah. week. There it is. There it is. Um, anything, but most mostly still love that story. Yeah. Anyway, we'll anything we're missing on yeah. uh, Han Solo and Chewie? Um, I mean, I it's just so. a, it's a rock. It's great jokes. A, I was laughing out yeah. loud in this one too. It's a farcical romp. Super galaxy. Super fun read. It was like a good follow up. Felt very true to the characters. Yeah. Chewie fakes his death. Yeah. Chewie's very trusting, and then you know he's like he's a good character study. And I don't know the yeah. great Is, bits. There's of also Chewie. subtle yeah. recanonization of like old Han Solo. Like, material from the books right in in this series like is sakura yeah, so, yeah, like it's still a thing sakura i i don't yeah. know yeah <laughs> it's smuggler's I, haven planet sakura. yeah 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 that's a From, thing. uh that's where they um oh what happened that's where uh that um, th- they used to run through there all the time to get missions and do missions and stuff like that that was yeah. that was where han that's like that's where their old stomping ground right on yeah yeah all oh, right even more so than tatooine and yeah cool and uh, there was Carilla. some, I think, a lot of Narshada in the mentions in the Nars- Staros, yeah. right? That was the yeah. last. Yeah, one. Narshada yeah. mentioned many times in Staros. I love that. That's the sort of stuff that I love yeah. in the comics is when they do I those mean, old, also, deep, you know, those pulls yeah. way back. Yeah. If someone was trying to find a natural way to have a character speak in Hatties, you'd probably want to put them on Narshada and they might have a reason to speak Hatties. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> Right. Yeah, we talked about this recently. Like, Apropos of you know nothing, what? trivia: How many? How in in how many saga films did Anakin speak Hutties? Turns out one, two, two, two. When two. Attack of the Clones, yeah. when he talks to Attack Wado of the Clones, in the market. Oh. Yeah, he talks to Wado. He's again. Tonga Tonga Wado when he starts when he first sees him. Right? What does he say? He says, "I yeah. love it." Like I just love. Yeah. Oh my! Down and out, Wado might be my favorite oh, character in the prequel. Uh, in the prequel series, I just I lost Danny, little and now little Annie. Probably shouldn't be yeah. doing that voice. Uh, moving on. <laughs> right. um, no, that's great. So the the thing that it's we're a problematic character to begin with. Yeah. It's fine. The yes. the text that I mean, we got from fine. Grant was he's like, how cool would it be to hear Darth Vader speak Hutties? 
And uh, it yeah. yes, the answer is it would be very cool. <laughs> it would be insane. <laughs> it would be, be an insane moment. And yeah, there's plenty of opportunities for it. <laughs> yeah. We just need Turtle Soul to figure that out. And uh, <laughs> Or someone, anyone really, yeah. just to you know, make that. I think he. Happen. I think he has. I have in the comics, possibly. I think. <sighs> I don't. We'll know. have to do a deep dive. Yeah, I thought there was it, like a Sebulba crossover where they see each other again, but I. Me too. But I might have. Yeah. That might be a fever dream or something. Okay, I could have sworn. Speak, speaking of uh, speaking of <laughs> Charles, Grogu Sewell. is behind you. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Grogu's yeah. got to <laughs> go outside and chase frogs. Um. <laughs> The years are yeah I, I think i'm ready to move on because i'm sorry I, I loved both of these comics but i i, I really love no this. but they're not and, um and did y'all read yeah. revelations so there was a single issue like precursor to hidden empire that sort of put a wrap on like the crimson rain and then forecasted sort of what was happening next across all the different um stories i don't know if yeah. you read it or not but i oh i did when first came one? out no, no, oh. it's just it was no, like a, it's a Darth Vader. So I episode. read it. It's like Darth Vader's conversation with the Eye of the Webbish Bog is the priest. Oh, I yeah. we read this a and, while ago. I think. Yeah, I don't know if we covered it. Well, I don't think I don't think we. I don't. Remember I read it a while. It. Part ago, of the thing yeah. is, a, a lot of it is. So mm-hmm. wait, I so oh, wait. Can we not talk about this? Because I have a huge surprise of, that's like connected to all of that. Oh, all right, like later. Sure, I will just say my issue with the of that issue of comic is that they did a lot of things where they would lift uh, four or five pages out of the upcoming yeah. comics and prepackage it. It's it's like the it's the comic book equivalent of a clip yeah. episode of a sitcom. Yeah. So so I got a little like sometimes that bums me out where I'm just like oh, I spent I spent five dollars on this. Right? Isn't, <laughs> isn't there like, isn't there Darth Vader black white and red or something like that? Out yeah, right now? yeah. We'll cover it. We'll cover three, that when like, it, There's it three out. issues <laughs> uh, on uh, Unlimited right now. I've been eyeing. I, I, I yeah I. Yeah, it's I, I have it track. It's it's like on our two or three issues out already. Yeah, right? three on unlimited. Yeah, I think. Well, I, I think everything has come out in, in uh, on stands, but not on unlimited yet. Um, yeah, one through four. There's four issues. I have it. We also have like the the Return of the Jedi one shots that are coming out. We'll have to cover all. Yeah, of those there's like three or four of those so out I, already as well yeah. on unlimited. And there's oh, and the I Shadow of Starlight like is eight. like the aftermath, the kind of like aftermath. Yeah, Starlight. Yeah, I have that there too. Yeah, we're gonna have to cover all these when they when they hit. Uh, check in. Oh, I can't wait for my. Don't home. have her. Um, Annie Hoosel. It sort of forecasts what. Are you guys ready? Are we ready for the dawn? <sighs> are we going to Dawnfall yeah. Fortress? Yes, let's go. Are we fighting? Yeah, all right. Dawn the Empire, Empire. The Emperor himself. Yeah. Just like um, unlimited <sighs> resources. Uh, <laughs> so this is the Hidden Empire yeah. arc, right? So this is what happens after yep. Crimson Reign. Um, and this is the end game for Kira. And this is her plan to destroy yeah. the Sith. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, just a quick summary. When we talk about like... like uh, uh, was it uh, Crimson Rain, right? Basically, as we know from the end of Solo, Kira is the is the leader of Crimson right. Dawn, and she's been basically littering the galaxy with sleeper yeah. agents, very yeah, much in a- every single thing in the in the Empire, in the underworld, in the Rebellion, like everywhere you possibly can. There are there are Crimson Dawn sleeper agents, and now she has finally decided to take her battle. Out of the darkness, right into yeah. the light, and because I think it is, it all falls down because she finally has uh, a a weapon, a weapon that can defeat the Sith, which is um, yeah, the Fermata cage. cage, yeah, 
the Fermata Cage. The key that she took from Vader's castle to unlock the Fermata Cage, which was yeah. said to hold an ancient Sith from a bygone yeah. era, Mom thousands of years ago. Yeah. I think it wasn't it. They, yeah, they, yeah. they developed, developed by, by Mommen. Right. So we don't know if it's. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's also revealed in this series that Maul was trying to do that as well. He yeah. was trying to. And is that was that from Rebels? Was that unlocking that spirit in the temple and Rebels? Like, what I, was that an allusion to? I wonder. I don't, I don't think it was an allusion to anything. I think it's a reference to what we didn't see about Maul's role in Crimson Dawn. Is my yeah. Yes. Oh, right? so a story like, to come. Right. Yeah, Ooh. which might be part of um I don't know. We still have to read Crimson Climb um that came out, right? That was like Kira's backstory that's like oh, was that her a novelization? It's a YA novelization by um what's her name? Her name's escaping me. She did the handmaidens novels. EK Johnson. EK um, Johnson. EK Johnson. Yeah. yeah, which is super great. So that's out. We'll I, I cover that. That came I out last month. I didn't see that so on the list. Actually, came I didn't out. see that on the spreadsheet, Adam. It's oh, I'm look. I'm looking right. at it right now. It is. It is highlighted in yellow, indicated that indicating right. that it is we can cover it. It is out. It came out on October 10th or October 14th. Is right. a YA novel. Right. That'll be fun. I wish we had <laughs> nope. kind of dovetailed no with this thing too, but um, that's right. That'll be fun. Well, that is, um, that is but, cool. That that's that's. Yeah. She at least talks about Mull's sort of motivations. I think yeah, after. I think um solo and before rebels so that's pretty cool well we yeah. could pivot and we could do that next week so we're keeping the uh crimson rain kira thing going but well kira's coming back in fall 2023 uh oh, there's another did yeah, you read it's her story is coming back yeah okay. I, I yeah don't even try to decode that in the back it's a waste of time i it's did like... i did <laughs> It's like classified coming yeah. fall twenty. I was like, why am I am such a ch- I'm an eight. Well, but right but now. that's but Just all that was referring Urbesh, to was like yeah. Zodiac decryptor. That's for four that was referring to Dark Droids. Um, <laughs> you think? hundred percent because Dark Droids is a direct follow up to what happens in this book, which I'll refer I'll talk about okay. later. Everything there's comes one, back to Dark there's Droids. There's one scene. There's one scene where it has to do with the um, with the um, Spark Eternal going into, going into that, like, the device at the end. Device yeah. in the end. Yeah. That in device the cage? is what sets in the Fermata cage that comes out of the Fermata cage. I feel like we're talking gibberish. The thing that comes out of the <laughs> yeah, Fermata cage. So this is a Kira Revengematic is what this, this yeah. series is about. But that but the 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 Spark Eternal going into that into that relic sets off the entire events of dark droids uh, um which i cannot wait to talk about because it's ho- <laughs> nice because it's it's body horror in star wars oh, great. Oh, nice wow okay yeah. what if droids were trying to become flesh oh. i'm just oh, saying boy. we shall find oh, out boy. i'm so excited yeah uh but this is this is also great too so i just want to talk about from out of cage i have a couple of uh, quotes which is like my favorite oh, it's it. very afro so basically it's supposed to freeze individual moments, use the dark side to spend people in places and time forever. And then my favorite is from issue two. It's something like an hourglass, but the sand is comprised of miniature black holes held in place by a dark side matrix. That yes. makes sense. Yeah. Somehow the matrix sure. with withstood. Yeah. Um, yeah. As Beaumont <laughs> Kin would probably analyze that. Yeah. Uh, dark science. Cloning. Dark science. Cloning. Miniature black holes. Makes sense. It is yeah. all. It all makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's great. And then what's the name of the crone? Um, it's Sarah or 
Riva. Oh, Sava's son, the archivist. The archivist. archivist? Yeah, the archivist. So I, yeah. So this is a Charles Sewell run, um, and I just I love him. And I wanted oh, him. Oh, the cloaked figures at the beginning. Yes. I was oh, like, no, no, no. who are these so people? The, just yes. the <laughs> narrative choice to make so it. Good. The whole thing is written in storyteller format from um, from the archivist point of view, recanting this story yeah. in a hollow globe. It's like not really a holocron. Yeah. It's a, and it's being witnessed by these in, two like, cloaked. Like, stone temple grounds or a yep. temple chamber of some kind yeah of and two cloaked figures yeah. are just watching this thing together in jedi robes uh, like clearly in jedi, jedi robes uh, could be jedi. Unquote, i don't know yeah i mean i don't know I don't the know. silhouette is like but unmistakably like silhouette, yeah. it's yeah. very looks very but quote unquote long after the yeah. fall right i think is what they say yep so it is you know sometimes post return of the oh, jedi wait really is that what they were saying it says long after the fall and the fall of the empire oh. so this is post rotj when when these two rogue figures okay. are watching <laughs> okay us. okay because i yeah. i read it a different way when those cloaked figures eventually interact i i thought they were being a little no, i knew it was way in the future i knew it okay. was way in the future okay yeah all right cool. yeah yeah uh well fascinating i just love um, that narrative yeah. advice i love that that's what how he chose to tell the story like it was surprising yeah. and it was fun me too it was different and yeah. it was just great man and and the like overarching plots pretty straightforward uh, apart from all the MacGuffin talk, it's basically Kira wants to destroy the yeah. Sith. That's that yeah. is her goal. That is she's doing everything she can in five issues, right, to take out Palps yeah. and Vader. Yeah, great speech to Palps where she's like, you know, I had no voice when you stole this galaxy. Yeah, like I've saved yeah. every cent to like take you down. Like she's basically just this is all about this master plan that she's yeah. devised. And- uh, to t- yeah. it works it uh, works but then again it works there's uh, not the characters one absolute worst they're the, the worst, worst. Uh, but you know i mean it's kind of like here here's the one that called on them to help i yeah uh, but like these dgens dude yeah it's like siding with maul it's like the same thing it's like who is this guy who is this friend yeah. like like he doesn't take his shoes off like what's happening exactly oh god <laughs> like because even in this like palpatine has so many zingers in this too where he's just it's all about you know yeah. unbottling palpatine i yeah. think that's what Sewell's trying to do it's like he wants to get under palpatine's skin because i just reread darth plagueis by james lucino and i was like just blown away like yeah. again i tark in that book like lucino describes yeah. or yeah. um all that stuff. well yeah we don't uh, get but, a lot of 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 palps and we get like intimate palps in this like at the crest of his oh, power yeah. and like kira's trying to make him scared which is like no one does that and i mean no one yeah. takes on the sith and he like even says that he's like who in their right like, mind would do this <laughs> um like you must yeah. be bonkers so, but he she kind of I, does make him say scared when yeah she does with this fermata cage palpatine's a Palpatine's a petty little yeah. blank in this yeah, in this he, book. He loves like, espresso he martinis. He has so many lines. Yeah, let me just give you a couple of lines about him and Maul. Uh, oh, Maul's life was defined by one essential quality. He was not quite good, good enough. You are the child of a poisoned lineage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. It's so. And then my other favorite line is uh, 
The woman undoubtedly believes her clever. Indeed, perhaps she is. Certainly brighter than the dim light of Maul. She will <laughs> oh, just keeps so, dunking on Maul. So petty. Time. I know. <laughs> yeah. He never misses an opportunity to dunk on like a fallen foe. Like it's or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yep. Who's he He's like? He's like, we cannot risk this yeah. shit, my friend. And then Vader's like, yes, my master. I was just like, this oh, is yeah. such a oh, such a bad few issues for Vader. Yeah. He just looks like just a yeah in this it's just i i will say but he is kind of a badass moment where he just basically comes jaws from the movie jaws (laughs) um oh yeah so he gets so he gets he gets splashed with acid just walks in just walks into the ocean just walks in just goes under the water and everyone else is like oh man we got to get out of here he's coming out of the ocean and then just like a couple panels you see his head slowly cresting and coming back out of the ocean like yeah Yeah. you just made him jaws literally made him you are dead and i am your death i was like yes let's go that line was just incredible that's a great line i I felt like soul was swinging for like all i smell is or like uh, all i see is dead men and vader yeah Yes, right. Um, yeah, like they're all just like legendary super metal. Those incredibly awesome moments. Just like when he's fighting Pelps, like there's one panel where it was like he, Pelps wants to spar because he hasn't used his lightsaber in quite some time and turns out loves using his lightsaber and yeah. he's just an absolute freak. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> yeah, that happens. I will say I'm not a fan of like action. But then action Vader star has Palps. killing blow. He can oh. land a killing blow on Palpatine. And it's just your interpretation of your panel that decides what you think yeah. in this moment. He basically has his lightsaber right over Palpatine's head. Like, yeah. Not even yep. it's over his like shoulder and his neck. It's like it's inches away from his neck. And and then Palpatine's like, that's enough or whatever. And like Vader, Vader either Vader basically retracts his lightsaber or Palpatine stopping it like Kylo Ren, basically like holding. But he turned his yeah. back to Vader. Yeah. Like it was such a power move. Yeah. It was such a power move. Like you are so my like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My toady that like you will not even kill me with my back to you. Like and you, I'm giving you all that chance. And I was like, oh, it, that panel hurt. He's like, look, he's like, we cannot risk to lose what we have created, yeah. my friend. And I was just like, oh, like this yeah. guy. Yeah. He's got to go. Yeah. He's, doing everything. He is. I mean, I will always talk about the fact that I love Palpatine, uh, you know, not, in, not if he's a real actual person, uh, but as a character, because like, I think he does have a lot of master plans. And I think he's also the master of the pivot. Which is like yeah. everything is yeah. according to his yes. plan, which is like my favorite thing. And I think he mostly, apart from the couple of times he's been thrown down holes, uh, has has mostly, <laughs> you know, lived up to that. But like there's a line at the end of so I think good. it's like literally the very end where he's just like, come, Lord Vader, enough <laughs> of these small matters. He's like, like, dude, you yes, almost died. Died. Like, it's and I just love that line. Why enough do of we these even small matters. Yeah. Why do we yeah. drive to the beach today? Oh, my back. gosh. Yeah. 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 That, that was some of my favorite stuff. I mean, so, you know, finally, there's this conflict on the Amaxian station. So there's we're tying into our thing from the beginning. Um, they the, mm-hmm. the only way to use this for Mata Cage is if it has like a lot of dark energy to like suck in and also some life energy. It just it just eats everything that's around it in order to open. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know a place and it's the Amaxine station again. Um, this is yeah, it's like a, a Sith temple where they buried the Drengir. They've like used Sith powers to control the Drengir that's there. Um, there's a great line. She's like, I yeah. hope you like salad. I thought that was kind of funny. Um <laughs> 
but yeah, Maxine station. And that's part of that two pronged plan, right? Like to open it up on the Maxine station, yeah. lure the executor there with Palpatine and Vader, and then her fleet basically attacks, yeah. right? Two at the same time. And I love when the, the admiral's just like, oh, like the shield, we've just, we've diverted all power to the shield generators. Yeah. But like, so just be a few moments before we can like totally annihilate the planet. And then that's like, they're like too long, too long. Palpatine. Yeah, too long. <laughs> moments like yeah. I, I'm, I'll, yep. you'll, I'll see you later. It, it's like he's yeah. it, literally itching for a fight. He can feel this happening and he's like, he is like ready. Like he's had too many peons and like moving chess pieces. He wants to battle another Sith. Sith. Like this is like, well, I think he does. I think he wants to yeah. planet with a chip, the Star Destroyer. I don't think he wanted to even fight. I was like, I think he just wants to blow up the planet or blow up that. Yeah. yeah. And he could have. Well, I think, I'm, yeah. Now, trying to like give him some benefit of the doubt, right? We're now in the timeline. We're between episode five and six. Yeah. Right. So at this point, Vader knows that Luke is his yeah. son, uh, and Palps knows this, and Palp might be concerned, reasonably, that Vader probably wants to turn Luke to the dark side and take him over, right? So he has to reestablish his badassness, yeah. right? So there's part of me of like <laughs> he true. might be peacocking. <laughs> For Vader, uh, right? A little bit like, remember, I'm much more powerful I, than you think than you think I, I am. That. I love yeah. that. I mean, r- the real story we know is that like it was uh, Palpatine foresees his doom in Luke, and I forget what story we read yeah. in, but that <laughs> one of the hundreds of things we've I know that read. might even have been yeah. of like an Empire Strikes Back. Um, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. a certain point of view. Yeah, right? like that. The Empire Strikes Back. Certain yeah. point of view, but it was like it was a powerful powerful uh chapter about that yeah the the em- the emperor foreseeing um having mm-hmm. this prophecy of being destroyed by luke skywalker um any who uh so one thing that i loved in this was the power of scale like they really showed the scale so it was like yeah you know kira has amassed a fleet like a a bigger or as big as the republic fleet fleet privately held um that she's just keeping in her back pocket for this just this sort of occasion and all it's going against is the executor class superstar destroyer i say all but i was like okay i mean superstar destroyers are big i mean they're 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 massive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you know like star yeah. destroyers and dock super. inside of the superstar destroyer. like it's massive <laughs> but i but i was like pretty surprised that not only could it hold off the attack of this entire fleet that it was still prepared yeah. to destroy the maxine station uh if it needed to um so i was yeah. like oh all right like that was an interesting sort of point of scale that you don't always get um from these things totally um can we talk about kira a little bit I mean, we've talked about it a little bit but like <clears throat> i this is kind of the i mean we got we i mean we got a lot of her in crimson rain right and uh was there another series before? Oh, War of the Bounty Hunters. The the poorly named War of the Bounty Hunters. Um, great series. Right, because they that clearly was, had something a, else in yeah, mind. It was like a catch-all. When for, they named yeah. it that. It was almost like an underworld, underworld war. It was underworld. The they underworld. named it. They thought they were going to do something else. And then I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm guessing, I'm guessing that Sewell came in underworld. and pitched. Oh, no, I have a much bigger well, thing in Well, in this mind. series, they even and, says, like, there's even a scene where Palpatine's talking to all, to the heads of six different, um crime syndicates and he's like you lost the yeah. war or whatever and it's like yeah. but it wasn't the war of the crime syndicates which would have made more sense no, it, was the war- it was the war right. of yeah. yeah okay but yeah, yeah. so between the samastaros and hidden empire we have two new syndicates we have 
the Genetian Collective, yes. and then there's the right. Zarek Bresh, I think you yes, said. Thank you. Yeah, which the Palpatine's talking to, and I'm like, what? Who thank are you. these people? Well, and the face for the Zarek Bresh is 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 fuzzy. You can't uh, see what that person oh, looks really? like. Who knows that? Okay. Yeah, you can't tell what it is. Is that an uh, I will always. I not that I didn't click on it, but that did not sound familiar to me at all. I will say I will always, you know, shout out to the droid gotcha. Uh, We'll we'll be talking more droids uh, next week if we do from a certain point of view. Um, But uh, (laughs) shout out to probably going to be my favorite. I'm only like seven stories in, but Mm -hmm. I can't imagine anything beating it in the next 33 stories I have to read. Um, But anyway, we'll get there. But I was going to say, so we have Kira in the stories, obviously. Um, But I felt like this is the first time we got a very clear picture of what she's doing and part of it is like we know that she wants palpatine invader dead and the needle that sewell had the thread was really fine because the issue is like then why don't you just join the rebellion right and she's made it very clear through the series like i don't think she actually hates the empire as an idea right i think i think here is actually a pro-empire person believes in order believes in this this idea she's anti-sith Right. She's and so I think she's she says she says the pro democracy. She said I'm not. I would say un- unregulated authoritarianism because, is not. Yes. Right. I will say though she says be one right, person in, in that has issue two. That's no. Yeah. But I'm not trying to destroy the empire. I'm trying to end the Sith. Right. Yeah. Like like I like okay. Then there's then then this series makes no sense. Then throw your muscle behind the, right. the rebellion, right? If you actually But then who gets power? Maza Meta? Like, that's not going to be any better. Right. No, I, I read it <laughs> different. I, she's so focused. I, I read it like... What's yeah. going to happen after that? I read it like she was who saying, knows? like, I'm not doing this so that mm. I can take over. I'm doing it just so that... Uh, so that... She's like, I don't think any one person should be in power. And I don't... You know, and, and this yep. one entity and... Um, so I read it as she's yeah. just like, this was a blow for democracy and just taking down, you know, dictators. But I mean, obviously the Sith are, <sighs> you know, much worse than just your run of the mill autocrat. This is like, you know, dark wizards, dark magic, yeah. malevolent forces. I will say, I, I appreciate what you're all saying. I think she's much further down the dark side yeah, <laughs> or the, or, or the path of, of evil than, than we realize. And, and I think issue three really the I am Chanath Cha uh, really points out. Like, let me read this. Chanath Cha, the orphans. Chanath Cha, yep. the orphans. Let me just read Great this. We'll, we'll talk more about this. But yeah. Chanath Cha believed she, her life was a story. One she was writing. She thought she knew the ending. She was wrong. Her life was a story, but not the one she thought. As it turns out, she was just a character in yeah. mind. Yeah. That is cold-blooded. Yeah. And when you read issue three, she threw these orphans, which we'll talk more about them. But basically, all these people are just orphans because of Vader, basically threw them at them who had become really just believing in Kira's ideals as just cannon fodder, as just a way to buy minutes like their life. Wait, their Kira's entire not living life. it up at the end of the issue, though. She's like, down. no, no, she's I right. I, I, I think she's I think even when the emperor dies, she is like. It's I like, think that's part of it, right? She she yeah. sees. I think we we know she's a good person. We know she start. We saw Solo, right? Yeah. We know she starts out as a good soul. I think at this moment we see her at possibly the darkest moment of her yeah. life, right? Just just obsessed with revenge and obsessed with killing the Sith. I think which comes out of probably whatever happened with her and Maul. And I think when we see her again, spoiler at the end of this thing, we see her at the end of Episode Six, basically in a bar watching this and she is just alone and just done yeah. 
like just, not celebrating, yeah. not with friends. That was a really odd scene to me. You know, I kind of you feel bad for her. You're just like, is she so in hiding that she doesn't feel like she can even celebrate? Or is she just like, or is she reflecting on her failure? Because that's the way she's like, we failed. See, I we feel like go. solo two for me is like if they wanted to do a solo two, it's like it's when they're older. Basically, it's it's after Return of the Jedi. And it's mm-hmm. like they that's why they're why Leia's you know, why their marriage kind of breaks apart like it as well as yeah. Ben Solo is that Kira is back in the picture. And it's like you do something redemptive with the character where it's, she didn't just fail to kill the Empire Emperor. She didn't just fail at you know leading crimson dawn to any kind of victory it's like it's more of the like she gets to do something big maybe like take out prince cheese or something i don't know whatever you want to do which is like something huge that's cool you know yeah i don't know i yeah i think there's something there i mean i read that last that last page is just i sold my soul yeah i did all of these horrible things to horrible people to, to good people and it amounted to nothing and the rebellion yeah. did it right. Like, 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 and I could have had a chance to be part of that. Like I could have chose the, the, the better path and actually accomplished my goals and not sacrificed all these people and yeah. things. Right. But Luke, Which but doesn't Luke mean her story's over. Val- right? Validate everything she did as like, actually like a super important con- contribution to their war effort for the rebellion, yeah. which was just like, which like, is so Luke but, and Leia, right? Like looking for the better right, part, right. which is like she, because that's the, that's the saddest thing too, is like if idea. Luke, if she sat down with Luke and Leia, they'd be like, yes, what you did was like whatever. But like you also, we could have like, just, you did this yeah. for us. Like, that's yeah, a, that's, we could have found another so, way. Adam, for this point and the previous yeah. point, whatever I was arguing, I, I trust your comic comprehension 10 times more than me. And I think <laughs> you're absolutely right because then it makes sense, right? Then it's like, it's it's Kira being like, oh, I should have I should have just teamed up with the rebellion. This is where my heart was all the time. And, you know, my former love of my life was with them like I should have known. And then like the first thing Leia says. So when these the robes come off, we figure out it's Luke, Luke and Leia that are watching this globe. Leia's like, why didn't she just join us? Or it was Luke. I don't know which one said it, but they were like, like, why didn't she just work with us? We had like the same goal. And um so I think it, that was the, the that's the mirror to the to the other scene there. Um, well, yeah. Kira was no, also like ten right. steps ahead on the chessboard though. Yeah. She basically had inside information on Palpatine as well as like she was going to target both Vader and Palpatine. It wasn't like yeah. let's start with Vader and work up the Palpatine. It's like no, it's it. She wanted to take them both out right, but quickly it's, and could have right if it weren't for the Knights of Ren sort of like trying to win. But this is, this is the loose, loose and rail paradox, right? Like, or like his problem, like he's like the, you need to like, you have a common cause, you know, and you have different tactics. That's what I'm saying. Disney plus should do a series on Kira post ROTJ. It would be like the most incredible series. It'd be super dark and gritty and cool. And, Maul's apprentice like this is a character that knows like Sith technique. Like it's so cool to me. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I loved this comic. I thought the Maxine Station was really cool. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. as a location. Do you guys remember reading um, Lords of the Sith? It was yeah, the second this is very Lords of yeah. the Sith, where they're just fighting Vader and Palpatine swinging lightsabers. Yeah, I didn't love yeah. that book um, because it was just Lord so like no, it was like kind of Marvel superheroes. It was just it was so fantastic. It was like 
I don't know. It's like a, it's like eating ice cream that's all candy. Like I don't know how to describe it. It's like like too much of yep. the of yep. the. Like, it was like a day high. Too much of what? Too much of what you think you want, and then you're sick yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. Like you're like yeah. Like but just, I like, have to say, I had a bur- I had a burger like that last yeah, night. Right. Like you think you want a burger yeah. stuffed with bacon, stuffed with yeah. a turducken, stuffed with like blue cheese, but it's like then you're like whoa. <laughs> with jalapeno cream cheese yeah. on it it was great and then I, and then i was like awake for all i was awake all night yeah yeah because your body's like trying to ra- rationalize yeah. what you just ingested yeah. but so but like this i knew i knew this would be like a single serving this is like an appetizer this is a very you know rich appetizer um and that's what we got yeah. and we even got the line where like Agreed. where um uh, as they're fighting their way through the Amaxine station this is vader and um palpatine with their like entourage of death troopers and imperial guards which is like i i'm sorry it's just the coolest thing you've ever seen it's like you've got the you know the <laughs> shuttle and you've got like the two figures in black and then you've got all the warriors in red and it's just like and they're just leveling everybody it's just the coolest thing you can run into but uh yeah i mean the the scene with palpatine who's just like you know i miss this <laughs> and it was corny yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was perfectly corny and i just loved it yeah and yeah. uh and he's right it, well, i think it's yeah. scary scary saber combat like yeah. sort of like horror techniques like he basically is like blindingly fast it's like it's a certain type of approach to saber combat that i, I think we yearn for in the in the films yeah. because it's it's terrifying and it adds a whole level of tension and sort of drama to what's Absolutely. going on i love the panel he's spooky. yeah i love the panel where he's like <laughs> He's giggling yeah. too throughout the school. He's like, Vader, stop playing with your food. <laughs> it's it's beneath you. And he's like, Yes, master. And then just like scare somebody. Cause I it was a little meta yeah, for me. I like that a lot. It's like Vader, <laughs> yeah. just smoke him. Like, why do you like keep like playing with your food? Like, just like just kill these people. You can you are so powerful. You know? I guess. But but it seems like an Anakin yeah. move, doesn't it? Like just he's like, I want yeah. a fair fight or something. He just kind of wants to go through the forums a couple times with some people and then and before he yeah. like lets them out. Because it's boring, otherwise. But I mean, it's also just straight murderous, and maybe there is just an ounce of Anakin still in there that's just like, yeah, like doesn't want to just like murder everybody. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think where we are on the timeline with him in the comics, but yeah, right, right. There's that like sine wave of like kind of close to being good again, and then back into the fold, and then I think this is after he's been pwned on Exegol and has just been like cowed again. Um, brought under oh, the- yeah i'm like now i'm back i yeah, now i'm back in yeah 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 and he's back in um yeah you know with ochi of bastoon comics are wild everyone <laughs> i'm glad we didn't get any ochi bastoon i wasn't was like multiple like the, the helmet yeah. sort of like uh panels of just vader just looking at stuff like i, I almost wish when he was gonna chop down palpatine or could have in the spar that yeah. like it just shot to one panel of just his face yeah and a reflection <laughs> not in his even eyes or like something three panels in a row of the face unmoving yeah. that just shows time passage of time <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh my god he's just it's the, it's the same panel it's the same drawing what's going yeah. on um oh, yeah which is really funny when that happens on uh marvel limited if you're doing the panel view because it literally just doesn't change <laughs> right you're like wait what because <laughs> Because nowadays they don't redraw; yeah. they just copy paste. We were, copy, we were paste, talking copy, about paste. the pull to the light last week, and I just like how when Peter, mm-hmm. you just you kind of just it's all a subjective interpretation of what's going on in that yeah. that visage. You know what I mean? Whereas like, yeah. it's very on the nose with Kylo, where he's like, "I feel I feel the pull to the light." You know what I mean? It's just like yeah, yeah. 
it's it's Vader. It's like, what's going on in there? Yeah. What's happening? Right. It's like a blank canvas. You can just project whatever, you know, you're thinking like it's like whatever the viewer wants to think in that moment. But it's like, exactly. it's so funny because that stupid mask is so emotive, even when I don't know, even, even when it's like a <laughs> yeah. subjective interpretation, like it's, it's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> it's like in that moment where he, where he has the saber over Palpatine, I almost wanted yeah. that for just a hot second. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just. Um, yeah what's he thinking <laughs> it's so great and then they get trapped and they get freed by the losers uh the knights of ren and then the knights of ren get pwned because they're awful yeah. um <laughs> thank you uh, i actually wrote that in my notes i'm like the knights of ren are awful confirmed in my notes. <laughs> yeah um, the yeah that's worst. their legacy um but we would be amiss if we didn't talk about cadelia um which I thought that was the most touching part of this whole arc. And maybe, and by arc, I mean mm-hmm. all of Hidden Empire, all of Crimson Reign, yeah. all of War of Bounty Hunters, because Cadelia was introduced at the beginning of Bounty Hunters two years ago or whatever. Um, this this yeah. child. Isn't she the heir, heir to like the Unbroken Clan or something like that? The Unbroken that? Clan mm-hmm. and. She's the Unbroken and. Uh, the Unbroken Clan. Uh, the other one. And the Wind Talkers. <laughs> no. Uh, and. Uh, I that. Widows ben whale? and I were both no, doing that. Of like uh, whaling. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's very close. That. It, was, it is whale, right? It something is something whale. Yeah. Oh, this is so bad. Where the? Yeah, it's how dare us not remember the name? Unbroken the clan and, and the uh, yeah hidden whale, hidden whale, <laughs> and Moby Dick. Dick? <laughs> um. Uh, Cadelia. All right. So, um, yeah, it's right. I, you all, yeah. yeah. Stage at the end. It's a whole right. thing. Fair part of Ben and I both going, the other one will get it. Right, you're right. <laughs> and then neither of us getting the poll. <laughs> um, and then now we're both seeing who what can is Mourner's faster. Whale? Mourner's Whale. Whale. That That's exactly right. what okay. it is. That sounds right. That's 100% what it is. Balance. It's always as you start well to Google done. something, you remember it. It's such a weird, I would love to see that. It's yeah, weird. On that. They, they say she's the royal line of the Unbroken Clan, but they don't say... They, I bet Wikipedia forgot Mourner's Whale as well. Uh, yeah, but yeah, she Mourner's is, Whale because it's like, okay. what if? Yeah, what if Romeo and Juliet had a kid? Yeah. Basically, like exactly yeah. the Hatfields and McCoys um, love child. Um, yeah, and yeah, so fascinating character. But then it's like, I don't know. It, she does kind of get adopted a long time ago when like she. It's just weird through all of War of the Bounty Hunters. She ends up with Kira. I don't even remember when that happened, but it was a while ago. And then she's kind of like this little protege yeah. that just, you know, sits and watch watches Kira. And then it pays off at the end of this where you see the pre-recorded message from Kira that's just like, listen, you're me. You know, you were forced yeah. into this life um, and I'm giving you what I never had, which is a choice. She gives you a ton of credits choice, and her freedom. And she's just like, you know, figure it out. And like, I love that. That's just so great because... Yeah, so especially cool, for yeah. storytelling. Now, who knows what she'll do? Be- yeah. yeah. And it's important because, right, we we're talking about, about, or I was talking about how much I think Kira's at her low point in certain ways in her, in her revenge. She's obsessed with her revenge yeah. quest, she's right? She's way down the But like, down the <sighs> she's way down there. But having those moments with the Kadila reminds us of who Kira yeah. is at the core, yeah. right? And and I really it was very touching because like you get that a little bit through Solo. Like some of my favorite parts of Solo is just like like Han assuming that she's just done whatever, and she's just like, no, I've had to 
do things to get where I am. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like, we don't get her perspective in that movie. Cause it's not yes. right. It's not, it's not Kira, a star Wars story. It's right. solo. Right. And so I, I really do love that. We feel that in this, but we also get that the heart of Kira that's there throughout the entire. Yeah. And Han Solo is this mm. hopeless romantic, hopeless optimist. That's just like, we'll figure it out. And she's just like, bro, that's not my story. Like, when you've seen Look, what she's I a survivor see, and a realist, like it's yeah, you know, things aren't fun anymore. Like I've yeah, yeah. I've got to figure it out. Like you try she working has such for a buy-in too. Like there's so many people that are just like ride or die for Kira, and I'm just like, that's actually what's the most fa- fascinating and compelling piece I think to all of this is that she's she's gotten everyone in almost like every yes. branch of the empire and every you know system you know under you know her loyalty and in her command, which is like so cool. Uh, I was like, this is this, this character has really found a way to get through to people with her messaging. And it's basically down with the Sith at the top, like Adam's saying. And I think everyone saw the buy-in on that and everyone hated Palpatine and Palpatine being like the political name you can assign to all of this hate yeah, and sort of like that mm-hmm. sort of fringe. And it was fascinating because it's like between this and sort of fell joining the empire and like sort of like, fringe sort of people feeling disenfranchised basically like are doing radical things like militarizing and acting out you know you know deadly campaigns to change the galaxy it's like kira is basically at the heart of this massive attack you know against the empire and it's sort of like ends the top figures of the empire yet it's like buried like it's why I think the power of the hollow message is so cool to me is basically like only Luke and Leia are seeing this. Yeah. Like it's, I feel like not a lot of people know about this story. Honestly, No, that's what's, it's an intimate right. little tale no. that we're yeah. being yeah. privy to. Thanks to Charles Sewell. Yeah. 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 But as they say, paved the path for the rebellion to be able to be successful. Yeah. Like that's kind of the brilliant thing about this, this unknown yeah. story that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really yeah. it's really fun, and it's Charles Soule. It makes sense. Like it's just organic that people would rise up against Palpatine. It just feels yeah. like yeah. I, I imagine there was more move, movements than just you know Saw's partisans and Luthen Rail and Marva's speech. I mean, just yeah. you know everyone is ready to fight the Empire right after that speech as well. And it's sort of like it's a time of high tension in the galaxy because I think the injustice is just so. Yeah. Visible. The fist is so. starting to yep. like tighten its grip, and everyone's like, "I don't like yeah. this anymore." Yep. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, await the dawn. You know, that's all I got to say about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that was a sweet quote. When all the soldiers were saying that, I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. This is, this yeah. is just great writing from Sewell, honestly. Like, yeah. Just all around. So. Yeah. Good quality work. Yeah, um, and I think, dude, I love the uh, Sirodo, that ship that Kira's secretly in when the vermilion uh, explodes and she's just like fly around. Oh, like, right, shit right, right. is money. Like the design, <laughs> I just loved it. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Also, pouring out for the vermilion. Yeah, the vermilion. Yeah. Man. Had a good run. That has an attack yeah. mode. That has like a combat mode where basically like its wings <laughs> all like shift around. And I was like, this is did, awesome. Did anyone else, did anyone else make the transformer? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, <laughs> when, when you were reading yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, good. Children of the eighties yeah. and nineties. Uh, yeah. yeah. Spark Eternal done with. Oh, that goes into this the little coin that's gonna go in yes, droids. Which is like so that one scene literally says uh, the Raymond's and Lady Shop. I think um the archivist gives Kofan Ferris like that some robes that are basically the Raymonds of Lady Shaw. Who's that? Right. Yeah. I didn't take the time to look that up. I'm sure who knows? I'm sure there's a YouTube video. <laughs> I know. How would you ever know I'm about sure. Lady Shaw if there's only some way we could figure it out? <laughs> it, 
I don't know. It, but like I Kofan Ferris is I just love their like just oh. is very similar to Afro of just like I'm out. Oh wait, you have this rare artifact that you're mentioning? I'm back in. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's there's a Darth Shaw. And it's right, from in canon articles, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out. This must be Legends. But it doesn't say. Uh, it, it, it sounds like some Darth Shaw was a female humanoid Sith lady with the title of Darth. <laughs> Sith lady. After hearing of a Force-sensitive sculptor named Mammon, who had been imprisoned by his oh, yeah. people, okay. Lady oh. Shaw went to free him yep. and made him yep. her right. apprentice. Yes. Eventually, she was slain by yes. her apprentice. And then she, I remember that uh, story. Okay. It was in, was that Afro? Uh, I've never seen it. It was. The appearances no, are? I, think, yeah. I think we uh, learned Darth about Vader that in the Vader series. 18, yeah. The okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shaw was a female humanoid who lived prior to the Sith rule of two. Um, which is blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. No, we definitely, we saw this in the Mammon series there. Um, so this is Mammon's master, and that makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, can we just get a yeah. Mammon? And I, I love that it's like series. Lord Vader and Lit. <laughs> really? I'm like, I'm, I, I like Mammon and all, but like, <laughs> he was kind of Mammon's my thief when I saw Mammon's my number one ancient Sith. All right, who, let's cast Mammon right Wait, now. number one ancient Sith series on Disney Plus? Yeah. Let's go. Are we doing? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we can start with that, but I want to cast uh, Mammon at some point too. Ancient Sith series, right. like, come yeah. on, dude, Darth Bane, bro. Yeah. No, I'm doing Nagasato and like the ancient Sith, like Golden Age of the Sith. Okay. Like, I want to see like some Game of Thrones nonsense. Like, I'm. But that sounds good. And you guys all know Knights of the Old Republic, which I don't. So I'm sure there's a lot of fodder in there. I know there's like a huge Revan contingency out there. I wouldn't do it because the fan base is just out of control. Right, out yeah. of control. Who, who wants to, who wants to touch yeah. that? That's I, I like a third rail. Bane, yeah. The Bane story really needs to happen. And the Bane and the... Um, uh, Tom Hardy is Bane. Tom Hardy is Bane. Perfect. Uh, yeah, 100%. Uh, but Tom Hardy's going to show up in the in the, in the the Ray movie, so that's already Tom that's already Hardy done. So calling it now. The meta... I mean, maybe... maybe would just be... Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. The meta, I forgot. Tom Hardy's the villain... <laughs> The he was Bane and oh, I Darth forgot Bane? he played Bane. Oh man, that's so yeah. funny. That's so funny. Um, okay, but like, who are you <laughs> casting as Mammon? Because I feel like I can feel someone that like what Mammon feels like to me, like um, like Timothy Chalamet or something. I don't know. Not uh, somewhat more of a foppish dandy. I feel like he's not. Really? An int- I feel like Timothy Chalamet could definitely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Timothy Chalamet can do that, but I feel like there's someone more obvious. Like, <sighs> I mean, to be honest, when you say Timothy Chalamet, I think foppish. Yeah, candy. yeah, maybe, but, that's um, maybe you just nailed it. That's that's <laughs> Mammon. But I don't know. Like, I, 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 we gotta get Cillian Murphy in here somewhere. Ooh. But that, that, that man's beautiful eyes should I not know. be behind a mask. That, that, that you should never hide. Like, that I'm pro bender, maybe. I'm, I've been like hearing so many podcasts, like, so smart to get the act the mask. I'm like, okay, let them be in the mask the entire time. I don't fast bend. So, to come off. so Ben pulled the fast bender uh. card. Can I say what a wild month for fast bender coming up? He has, oh, he's, he's, he's in the killer. By uh, by uh, what's his name? Um, why can't I think of his name? Fincher. Fincher, also in a Taika, also the lead in a Taika Waititi movie called Next Goal Wins. Oh, so he is in within a week starring as the lead of a super dark killer movie and a family soccer ah, movie. Ah. 
So if anyone can play yeah, Mom, it's if I, really, it's I think he definitely could do it. I could listen to him like read the phone book, but I feel like there's like some like perfect oh. like character actor that could just mom and so I mean, maybe Hiddleston. Here's the like, thing. Honestly, See, I would go. I would it. actually. Oh, Hiddleston's good as a draft because I feel like he works I, better in my Game of Thrones, like my ancient Golden Age of the Sith. Yeah, as like a I, <laughs> I think ben, <laughs> like, honestly because it's like. I don't want to see him as a human ever again. I think we got that in Prometheus. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I think Ben. I think Ben might have nailed it. I, I the the Tom Hiddleston, like he we need someone who's like kind of lanky. It'd be close, but you need someone who's lanky, yes. right? You need someone with the hair. Oh, yeah, I, I almost, I, yeah, I almost want like so. This is kind of a reach, but Doug Jones, um, who is the uh, does the eyeball creature in um, Pan's Labyrinth. And he plays um, the oh, yeah. the, uh, the he plays actor, Lady uh, the, water. The, the, the creature Lady of Water, but he also is in Star Wars. Star sorry, Star... Um... No, uh, the uh, Shape of Water. Shape. He's the he's the he's Shape the creature water. from the Black Lagoon. I'm sorry, yeah. we can't call it that. Um, <laughs> he is, and because it's the he, African he Lagoon. Yeah, and that movie comes out of the fact that Guillermo del Toro couldn't do that movie because oh, yeah, yeah. Universal took it away from him. He's like, all right, I'll make an Oscar winner. Fine. Um, and then the other one is that he was in, but he does play in a speaking role. Um, and he's quite a big character in the Star Trek Discovery oh. series. Um, and so he can act and he has a really good voice mm. and he, the lanky tallness yeah. of him, mm. I That's, think is really interesting. Yeah. He has like character. a ballet yeah. dancer's build is sort of the way I felt like he was yeah. drawn and I'm yeah. like, who is that? But what, all right. What about this though? Okay. What about if it's just Tom Hardy in the shadows? <laughs> <laughs> For moment, you don't even see anything. That's a thing you can plug Hardy in anywhere, but I, I don't think you can just plug him in anywhere. But like Momin, I think it would be a waste. Like we need like a, a trilogy, no, a I agree. film trilogy with Hardy as the villain. That's that's how much Hardy it would I be need. Amazing. I, I will that's also say, yeah. yeah, that is the story. If we're doing a mask. You just need a body performance actor and someone doing the voice, right? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, Nathan Lane. I mean, that's that's all Vader's. That's all <laughs> Vader's ever been. All right. Well, right? Cool so we get a character like... actor and Nathan Lane's voice. <laughs> I think Nathan Lane would be a great mom. And... <laughs> I, could actually, you're, be I think you're saying it with such confidence that yeah. you're selling it. And I'm I, like, maybe I would be there. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah. the kind of like Mommin's just like is different. Like he's not this like physically yeah. imposing, terrible Uber mascot. Like that's not Mommin. He's, he's no, a, he's very he's an art nerd. He's yeah. like an art dork. Yeah. He's an art nerd, very soft spoken, well spoken. Like I'm trying to think Thespian, of yeah. just like I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like that sort of thing. He's not like, yes, he's powerful and, you know, can do all the moves and all that stuff. But it's like, but like his, he likes art and, you know, that's the thing. Uh, Bill Hader. Hader. Oh, Hader might be able to play him. Yeah. Hader is not a bad like live action thing. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Then it would be hilarious. Yeah. He put a little spin on it. Right. You can't look at Hader and not laugh. I I can't. Anyways. Um, Yeah. That would be fun. But he can play dark and yeah. sullen, yeah. right? Like, look at Barry. He would be yeah. great. <laughs> I love Barry. The best, the best thing that turned into a straight-on drama. Yeah, I you know, when people talk about, but... <laughs> keep watching it. Big There's swings. zero laughs. I want to just do one quick tangent on big swings in Star Wars. Please. The biggest oh, swing please, in Star Wars is in Darth Plagueis when it's just Tenebris and Plagueis for like a couple chapters, and you're just like. These are two alien leads. Like yes. this, to me, is yeah. a big. You imagine swing. Doing a Bith and like, a moon. Wild. 
It's like, yeah, yeah. It's just it's, talking, just talking crazy. to each other. So there's yeah. a lot of tenebrous right. in that book. If I, re- I think like the first third is just like Plagueis and tenebrous, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, that's we're yeah. gonna cover. I mean, Ahsoka, we're gonna cover Ahsoka's, Plagueis. We're getting there. We're getting there in live action with, uh, with Hera and Ahsoka on screen together. It's major characters. No, but like a moon, like and a and yeah. a and a yeah, like Sith. They're not very humanoid. They're humanoid, but their faces are, you know, they're just wild. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That would be wild. I mean, yeah, it would have to be like so much CG and that would be like the whole budget, but like it would be amazing. And they're all in like their weird decked out black, I'm sure. And then like Tenebris is like they both progressively need more life support systems because they're trying to stay alive forever. Yeah. And I love that. Like, you know, that would look so cool. Um that's the thing like would you how much cg would you need if if the face part was covered right like in a mask not much for tenebris because like bith are not super emotive well, so munalists their heads are too narrow the immunalists yeah are, so it's like yeah. you can't yeah that's, you can't stuff a human in a immunalist suit but you could and so you'd have a cg immunalist with like a live action bith which you could do yeah yeah you could do yeah. a live action but bith, also like i mean if it's a bith with a mask on it it would be so hard to get any emotion out of that, you know. That's why it's insane. Yeah, but it's all those characters. But, but but that's but I mean, guys, hold on, hold on. Darth Vader. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Darth Vader has no. We talked about him earlier, right? He has. There's right. no expression on. All that you mask, could do is like right? blink so the you eyes. Have, it, like that would be all you could do. Yeah. To, like, so it's all about line delivery, yeah. right? It's all about how the lines are delivered. And the thing is, like, meaningless is like, I don't, I don't know. Like, you could do a, a a person of a shorter stature in there, right, in a bodysuit that you could just have that be pretty practical. Like a lot yeah. of like things in Star Wars with practical I mean, puffing with a little bit act, of CGI. Right. Imagine you'd have like Edward Norton come in and just put mocap dots Ooh. on him and just have like a little, like Ed Norton Edward would Norton be a great mom. He'd be yeah. a great mom. I was thinking Plagueis, yeah. but it's all right. No, Plagueis. Oh, I mean, also good yeah. Plagueis, but like he... I was thinking yeah. Bobcat yeah. Goldthwait as the voice of Plagueis, no? You know, but current Bobcat, not old Bobcat, but it would be kind of funny. If no, no, not doing, not doing the voice. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hit it for a second just to please everyone, which is my favorite thing. If you've ever seen Bobcat do stand-up, whatever, he just does it for like, he's like, okay, I did it. Now we can stop doing yeah. it. Like, he'll do it for <laughs> like, like a beat. About a 10 beat. seconds. Yeah. 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 I just saw him like a few months ago. He's a lovely man. Um, And is he's yeah, so and he is not afraid to take swings at the right. No. No, not at all. I mean, his movies have been doing it forever. Yeah. Um, Also, just <laughs> do yourself a favor and Google Bobcat Goldthwait. Um, uh darn it uh he directed a lot of the a lot of the jimmy uh jimmy um uh, 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 uh this is no um late night show still uh, jimmy oh. kimmel he directed a lot of the jimmy oh, okay. kimmel um yeah he the night he he quit and then the last night he was doing it he was doing a he was doing a video of um of uh, some uh music uh performance so google that oh, It'll probably right. just come up with just like yeah, and uh, he decided to do about the guy was just like, I don't want my new nose shot. Please don't shoot my nose. And he was knew he wasn't going to work there again the next day. So there's a scene where just there's like ten seconds of like all the different cameras zooming in on the guy's nose, <laughs> and it went live on air. And it's and him telling the story is one of my best, one of my favorite storytelling oh, nice. moments nice. ever. Yeah, it's Lovely. very funny. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, and that sorry. was Bobcat Goldthwait <laughs> Corner. Yeah, that's, that's our, right. Our Every Sith, week, a Sith movie draft over with. Did we? Did we do it? Oh my it? gosh. 
sure. Did you get yours in, man? Uh oh, for like who we're gonna do? Yeah, no, Bane. I, it's got to be. You're Bane. like Disney Plus has to do one series. It like, has to be Bane it. for me. It could, sure. Again, because like I have a, a more shallow pool because I think you know a lot more about ancient Sith, and I would love probably any ancient Sith that I don't know about. I'd probably be stoked about, but I feel like the Bane story needs to be. Well, yeah, it's it the invention of the rule of two. It's kind yeah. of an important story. Important. I don't know. Bane or Plagueis. Bane or Plagueis. Also, the rule of two being a misinterpretation of the dyad, like like that whole thing yeah. you talked about after Rise of Skywalker and sort of yeah. our coverage of that. Like, yeah, I would say if if I could adapt one story from from Legends to become a feature, it would be Bane. You know, like I, do, I really don't yeah. think they should do it, and I don't think they want to do it. But like, if there's one thing they were going to just sort of adapt from Legends, I think I think the Bane trilogy should be it. Because it's like you get into the end of the, you know, the um, Sith Empire and like, you know, or the, you know, that whole thing. Even though like you should probably spend a lot of time with the like Jedi Sith Wars, right? Um, you yeah. know, so maybe you do that and then it culminates in like an adaptation of Darth Bane because I think that would be really fun. But I don't know if they'll do that in my lifetime, but they might do it. I, I love yeah. it. It's yeah. so Those books good. are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Cause you come from this like wild place of like the Sith wars. I mean, those like having a, a Sith army is just like mind blowingly cool to begin with. And then you get into like the origins of Bane and what he like the crucible he put himself through and then, you know, and then on and on and then, you know, eliminating the Sith and then, um, yeah, becoming, sowing the seeds of the rule to what, you know, understanding the rule to developing totally. it. And then Darth Santa, who's amazing as well. Like it's, it's just a phenomenal, oh, right. it's a phenomenal journey. Um, and yeah, and it sows the seeds for everything that we hold dear in the Skywalker saga. So, you know, yeah, no, that'd be great. No, I think if I like all three of these picks, I think I would love to see anything of films or premium, you know, streaming show. Yeah. yeah. Love to see. I love that, but like Tom Hardy is <laughs> both Bane and Darth Bane, I think is yeah. would be yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> And it would add casting. to like the metal fact. It would be even more metal. Yeah. If, if, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be funny. Everyone would have laughs. All right. Um, I think we did it for this week. I have no idea how long we've been podcasting, but it's probably been a long time. Um, next week, we are going yeah. to cover um, the Return of the Jedi 40th anniversary from a certain point of view. Um, it's going to be a blast. Um, it, it's it's going to be wild. Yeah. We'll talk about some of our favorite stories Please uh, read that book if you haven't already. Um, just yeah. go through. It's just like, it's a good, like it's a coffee table book. It's something to read at night. Something to put, you know, next to the toilet, you know, whatever, whatever you got to do. But it's like, these are like great little segments, um, you know, novellas that you can uh, check out. Actually, I kind of want to go read it right now. It's going to be super fun. It's so good. Yeah. I can't super wait. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll be talking about our greatest hits from that book next week. Can't wait to do it. Thanks for listening to us talk about the, uh, the comics this week. Um, I hope you enjoyed um, the stories if you hadn't listened to them and if you had, um, uh, you know, reminding you how much fun you had reading them. Um, so, yeah, we go on. We'll see you at the bar again next week on Cantina Chronicles.
<laughs> yeah. <laughs>